И просто сзади нас ебейший взрыв. Ебать. Ебать. Это... That is a scene playing out in Russia, outside of Moscow, uh, over the weekend. An explosion of a car, which was um, being driven by the daughter of a man referred to as Vladimir Putin's brain, and she was killed when her car exploded outside of Moscow. And the bomb was said to be planted in the SUV, killing the 29-year-old. And she's the daughter of a guy called Alexandra Dugin, a staunch supporter, a big pusher of something called the Russian world concept, which uh, justifies the annexation of Ukraine, among many other things. But uh, he values dictatorships. He hates Western liberal values. And his daughter, um, who had just been sanctioned, also was very vocal, parroting his views and support of this war. Apparently, she was coming home from a festival. Her dad was supposed to be in the same SUV and apparently changed his mind at the last minute. So there he is driving behind her, and her vehicle blows up, killing her, and he watches all of it. You can see him in the video just like, oh, my God. So he was the target. I'm not so sure many will, outside of Russia, will shed tears over her. But um, who did this? A lot of people say Ukraine. But Russia could have done it, too. Marcus Kolka is senior fellow over at McDonald Laurier Institute. He's also uh, director of Disinfo Watch. And I know you've been watching this carefully and closely. Good to have you. Thanks for having me on, Alex. Yeah, I've been watching it uh, ever since uh, the, the news broke on uh, social media channels uh, about this. And uh, it's, it's quite the story. So tell me about, so, so the significance, I mean, immediately everyone said, well, Ukraine must have done this. And they said, no, not us. And, now, and then I started reading reports that maybe it was a false flag operation to justify further and more um, threatening use of, of military weapons. But then I'm reading late Sunday night that, well, this could have been, um, you know, militant groups within Russia themselves. Who, who is responsible in your mind for this? Uh, well, uh, right now it's anyone's guess. I mean, there is rampant speculation uh, all over the place on social media, on Russian state media and Western media. Um, there are so many, you know, uh, thoughts and ideas out there as to who might be, be behind it. Uh, the Russian government just this morning um, accused uh, Ukrainian uh, the state security apparatus of being behind it. They've identified uh, a woman uh, and and her sort of path from Ukraine to, to Moscow, claiming that this this uh, Ukrainian woman had come with her 12-year-old daughter in tow to Moscow, placed the, the bomb underneath um, the Dugan's uh, uh, SUV and escaped uh, to Estonia. Um, mm -hmm. And they're posting evidence, state media is posting evidence about this. Um, it's, it's hard to understand the strategy behind this, if Ukraine really were behind it. Um, you mentioned that uh, this Alexander Dugan uh, is being, you know, a lot of Western media is claiming that he is Putin's brain. Um, I think this is a bit of an overstatement. He is a philosopher. He is, um, you know, identified, I think, by most uh, Western analysts as being a uh, Russian white supremacist, a Nazi, if you will, and has called for the uh, reconstitution of the Soviet Union, the creation of a recreation of the Russian Empire, all the way from Dublin and Ireland to the, uh, to the Pacific coast. Um, but his direct influence on Vladimir Putin uh, right now, his proximity to the, the Russian president is, is really unknown. Um, but it is very clear that uh, Alexander Dugin's views in the past have informed Vladimir Putin. 
uh, and certainly his anti-Ukrainian uh, views have helped sort of Vladimir Putin justify uh, this war uh, that he's in, he's been engaged in now for for six months. There's there's other speculation that um, the Russians, the FSB, that's the Russian security services, may have uh, organized this themselves to send a message to Russian nationalists uh, or to create a uh, provocation to create a justification for a ramping up of and an escalation of uh, of the campaign against Ukraine. And then, as you mentioned, there's this really yeah. interesting. Uh, idea or the statement that came out yesterday that uh, that was put out there by Ilya Ponomarev. He's a former uh, Russian legislator who was exiled by Putin a number of years ago. Uh, he put out a statement yesterday claiming that the Russian there's a new organization called the Russian National Republican Army. Uh, this is a you know a partisan group, I guess. Uh, he's claiming that this group is responsible for the bombing uh, of this SUV and perhaps other uh, attacks that have happened in Russia over the past few months. Um, you know, no one, I mean, most uh, Russia analysts have, have never heard of this group. It's just sort of suddenly appeared. Um, this could also be a, uh, a a Russian false flag operation, but uh, the the prospect of a of a Russian resistance group suddenly appearing is actually quite quite interesting. But again, uh, you know, I, it's hard to tell which of these um, these explanations for this bombing is can be trusted and which of them is the truth. Yeah, well, we'll stay tuned and see if it leads to any more aggression or increased aggression. Meanwhile, you've got the German Chancellor. He's here for four days and he's meeting with the Prime Minister. They're speaking now in Montreal. But, you know, he has come here. Um, he wants our natural gas. We can't give it to him because we're too stupid to build pipelines. Um, you know, and then on the flip side of this, you got Ukraine demanding that Canada shelf the turbine exemption that they put on this deal to get this turbine back. Um, you know, there's all sorts of games about this. And then, of course, they gave this exemption so that I guess Melanie Jolie could spare votes in her riding. Um, because the company that made this turbine or the parts to it is, is in her riding. And, and so look, yeah. No, Trudeau can't do anything here. He's kind of jammed in the middle. Well, Maybe it's, it's, a really, it's a really strange situation, Alex. I mean, um, it was announced sort of a few weeks ago that the German chancellor would be coming here, as you mentioned, to see uh, to try and advocate for Canada to increase its uh, capabilities to export uh, natural gas to, you know, to develop those uh, facilities on our on our eastern coast to allow us to export it to Germany. Because, you know, as I think most Canadians and your listeners are aware that uh, Germany has really made itself uh, almost entirely dependent on Russian gas and, and Vladimir yeah. Putin is exploiting this. Uh, to try and extract concessions uh, in his in his war in Ukraine and is actually threatening to basically put Europe into a deep freeze over the winter by turning off that gas. So, you yeah. know, Canada, uh, European leaders have been asking Canada to do this. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, our environment minister um, just over the weekend stated that the Canadian government is not going to uh, support any new pipelines being built from Alberta to get that gas to eastern uh, tidewater. Um, you know, LNG terminals that are that are in the process of being built. Uh, there's no, you know, they're not prioritizing these the construction of them. So, um, you know, what was really strange was a was that the uh, the chancellor and the prime minister uh, made a sort of a joint statement uh, just before the chancellor's visit, stating that so what they're going to do is announce um, that Canada and Germany are going to sign an agreement to export. Um, you know, hydrogen fuel. And, mm. um, you know, there, there is no technology right now that would allow right. that. So 
Um, I'm sort of scratching my head and trying to figure out why the chancellor is here and what they're, what's, uh, what he's discussing with the prime minister right now if, if LNG has been completely taken off the table by, by, uh, yeah. by the prime minister and his government. Well, the fact that there are no meetings with LNG would tell you uh, how far that's going to go. Nonetheless, we'll keep an eye and uh, see what comes out of this meeting. It's going to be a long one. Appreciate your update, your update, Marcus. Thanks a lot. Anytime. Thanks for having me on, Alex. That's uh, Marcus Kolga, who's an expert on, of all things, Russia, China, and a lot of stuff that goes in that region. But uh, we'll see what comes out of this meeting. Uh, again, we could have been the solution. We should be the solution. We can't be the solution because we stupidly don't develop our energy resources.